0: First time investor and the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Israelis are reacting to President Biden voicing his support for the Jewish state amid the ongoing conflict with the terrorist group Hamas. Israeli media outlets have picked up on President Biden's support for the state of Israel. There had been some concern in Israel that perhaps President Biden was coming under pressure from the left flank of the Democratic Party, that there was perhaps a move towards less than equivocal support for Israel.
1: And that is BBC's
0: Laura Trevelyan reporting from Jerusalem. And President Biden is playing down any rift among Democrats regarding the Jewish state, saying both the U.S. and his own party is, in fact, supportive of Israel. Republicans say they're not impressed with the White House counteroffer on infrastructure spending. The Biden administration lowering its plan to $1.7 trillion, but Republicans say it's still too high. This is SRNU.
3: Pro Life Across America, the Billboard People. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born.
1: No No
4: wonder wonder we're so good at soccer.
1: That's right,
2: kids. A pre born baby is moving
1: about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America,
2: please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. pro America dot org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational.
4: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across
2: The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
0: Is it his time?
4: Your heart.
2: Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. <laughs>
1: Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440 on a bright, sunny Saturday. It's a Job Saturday. Um, I should have reminded Brian. There's a little extra bumper uh, we usually play for Job Saturday. Uh, that is a South Park um, use, and I don't want to do the impersonation. Um, but so, if he finds it, he can put, he can drop it in. Otherwise, we'll just we'll just keep going. Um, but if I say it's South Park, he might he might figure out which one I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> this is hilarious. So there's a couple of things going on. Today, we're in the middle of commencement here at St. Cloud State, and because of COVID, we actually have to have our commencement uh, over two days to get everybody through, because we, we're doing it inside in a controlled setting. In the In the auditorium we're using, He's an 800-seat auditorium that Brian, who's a, who's a Husky, a graduate of our of our program up here, and I both have probably spent, I'm sure, Brian, you've spent many, many hours in Ritchie Auditorium. Yes? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, yeah, the only uh, thing is, uh, last year when I graduated, uh, I did not get to walk because of the COVID, you know. And the whole pandemic yeah. and the shutdown. So yeah, that was the only thing. But uh, yeah, I'm it glad. A... I'm glad to see uh, everyone else is walking and stuff. So that's great. So your graduation was would have been in May. uh yes. Uh, if the yeah. shutdown so didn't we, happen. Right. We would. We we delayed those until August. But of course, a lot of our students got jobs, moved away, and it just didn't make sense to come back. I didn't go to my doctoral uh graduation because I would have had to spend fourteen hundred bucks on a plane ticket to get there and it's like, yeah, just mail it to me. Uh <laughs> was my answer to that. So I'm sure you as well. But yeah, so downstairs from us in Richie Auditorium, um we finally got caught up. We did the May twenty twenty graduations in August. We did the December twenty twenty graduations in March, both times because the virus was was in a wave at the time graduation would have happened and I agree Brian the August ones were pretty small I think we ended up doing about six yeah it's very funny a very brief story so ours was the last one 7 p.m. on Friday night and it's one of those warm May days unlike yesterday which was lovely and cool which I like. I like cooler graduations because those robes are hot and I have to wear them pretty much for the day. Um, so at some point that robe, that robe is, uh, cooking. I'm cooking inside there. And, but not yesterday. It was really, really nice. Anyway, it's one of those days I've got the robes on, it's kind of cooking and I've been around for most of the day on campus, which was weird because, you know, Brian, you remember early May, we, we, we just weren't on campus. We were we were just out of that phase where we we're being told to stay home. Um so well I' take it back. This would have been August. So so we'd have been back on campus but about a month. And so and so we're doing it in the auditorium and we have faculty who would come join us, but the faculty aren't sitting through the through it. They're actually told Please process, come in and observe your students. We're going to seat them, and when we're done seating them, you can recess out of the out of the auditorium and go. And there was a place we would put them separately to go ahead if they wanted to watch. I suspect most of them just got out of their their gowns and went home, or maybe stuck around but didn't wear their gowns for uh, receiving students afterward. But get this, okay? And Brian will love this story because he he's worked in this building for quite some time. Um, there's, it's about, so we got a 7 o'clock, we did a 5 o'clock, the 5 o'clock wrapped up about 10 to 6. I've got my robes on, I'm up in my office, because my office is in the building where the commencements are happening right now. And, um, and the tornado sirens go off. And I'm like, oh gosh. Now look at the clock, it's about 6.20, 6.25. I'm just getting ready to go down to get ready to get lined up. And I'm like, ugh, oh, what's happening? So I go walking downstairs, and there's the president of our university conducting all everybody there to go down in the basement. It was a legit tornado warning. Meanwhile, I got faculty wandering around the halls like, well, what do we do? It's like, it's a tornado warning, guys. Go down in the basement. Okay. Now, Brian, question. How big a wind would it take to blow down Stuart Hall? Huge. Like a massive amount. <laughs> so like, it it yeah. would have to be an amazing tornado and a dead strike, right? It, it, to to really get to to get through this place. This place has been. Stuart Hall has been here a long, long, long time. Not in the current configuration. The wing that Brian was in when he worked at the when he worked, uh, you know, uh, doing media production downstairs, or me up here in the economics wing and then over here in the dean's office. Um, this wing's only been here since the ne- late 1980s, but uh, the part where graduation happens, that's been there since the 1940s. Nothing's blowing that thing down. This thing is built really solid. But there we are, all all are, waiting downstairs, and finally we hear the all-clear and the president is walking up and down the, the aisle saying, okay, we can go back upstairs now. We, are we still having gra- commencement? She says, after that, how can we not have commencement? we got to have commencement. So we were still here last August. At, oh, gosh, it must have been quarter to nine before we finished up. Uh, and um, But I'll tell you what, that's one of those you'll never forget. When, tor- when, when not just COVID, but a tornado, Delayed, but did not deny <laughs> commencement. Brian, you could have been here for that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. You probably could have been here for that. That although although I don't think I don't think your school was graduating at, in the seven o'clock one. So anyway, they're all happening downstairs right now. I'm a little nervous about the. I'm a little nervous about about the connection here on Job Saturday. We'll get to the jobs report in a second. Don't worry. There's plenty to talk about. There is more to talk about the jobs report. I already know I'm not going to get through everything, so that's why i uh, that's why I'm actually telling my my little fun story up front. Here's the other fun story. When I, a little production hint, when I am doing the show on Job Saturday, I come in and I open approximately twenty tabs on my on my browser. Each tab has a different table from the jobs report. And so when you hear me pausing in the middle of doing a jobs report, um it's usually because I'm trying to find the right tab to open up to see to see the table I want to read read to you from. Um, so I come in this morning and, and and I open up the main page, right which I, the main page, I go to the report itself, and because I read the report yesterday and read the report yesterday, it's there. But then I go to open the tables and they won't load. Until finally I get a message. Bureau of Labor Statistics website is down for routine maintenance. Will not reopen till six PM Eastern time. So folks, I'm flying a little blind today. <laughs> I had not thought well, I mean I should have just uploaded all those pages last night before I left after our, our after our commencement yesterday. Uh but um nope. I am I am gonna be working with less data than ever uh, because I can't dig into I can't dig in to find find the jobs report right now so uh, I might do a little desperate searching I posted a bunch of things yesterday if you listen to this show regularly first of all thank you so much lots of things you to do on a Saturday uh, second of all um, happy Mother's Day if you're, if you're listening on Sunday Make sure you've uh, expressed thanks to your, to your mom, to your wife, particularly if you have children. Um, if you are a mom, thank you for being a great mom. Uh, and, and then, I, so first of all, thank you. And then second, I wanna make sure you know we're gonna get through all this because I tweeted a bunch of material yesterday if you'll follow the show using the hashtag KBRS, King Banyan Radio Show here on the Biz 1440, you would be able to find a lot of information because that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to scroll back through my Twitter feed and find a lot of the things I put up yesterday. We'll work from that. I've got the main page in front of me, and I can read. I can read you some of that information too. There's a lot of commentary and one thing we're going to have to talk about is janet yellen yes we'll talk a little bit about janet yellen and the uh the the yes yes interest rates no interest rates thing that she did earlier in the week but we've got yellen from yesterday doing doing a, a real song and dance regarding the jobs report uh and i want to get to that as well again the jobs report Everybody expecting a million jobs to be created comes in at two hundred sixty-six thousand, and everyone is acting as if something really dramatic has happened. I suspect there's something significant happening in these data, but I gotta say I'm gonna. Uh, I've got a. I've got a reader. Um, I've got a reader or listener or, or Twitter follower, and I've really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this, this point Frank made. One problem we have here is that we don't have a lot of knowledge and experience of just how a 21st century economy recovers from a pandemic. Never have truer words been spoken. We don't know how this is supposed to work. It's all guessing. I have no idea. I have no idea whether or not two sixty six is something significant, or if it's noise, or if it's a, or, or if it's just yeah, we just happen to take a measurement on a bad week, or we we don't know. And and people who are trying to to interpret great insights from this, oh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that that's true. Some people have done a better job and more careful about this than others. We're going to review all those on this Flying blind Job Saturday edition of the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440.
0: voiceover zany sound effect we were gonna write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com but considering how easy it is to do we'll keep it simple too listen to the biz 1440 on the free radio.com app
5: Need special boots for a new job, but don't know where to start? Step into Red
2: Wing Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts can help you find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines,
0: Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your
2: workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work.
5: Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls?
2: I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes.
1: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The, the Biz, fourteen forty. I hope you're having a great day. We are here. We're really, really enjoying our uh, chance to be uh, talking on a job Saturday. Even though the Bureau of Labor Statistics website is down for routine maintenance, we can't we can't get maybe uh, all the way into the numbers. But we'll get as far. We'll probably get about as far in as you you want to go. I. I had some things I wanted to look up this morning and was unable to because that website is down. But here's here's uh, the, the basics, right? 266,000 jobs in April following increase of 770,000 in March, 536 in February. So this is the smallest of the three. The changes were revised up in May, excuse me, in February, for, by sixty-eight thousand, but a, re, a downward revision. You remember when we said it was nine hundred sixteen thousand jobs? Whoops, missed it by just a little bit. Turns out it's only seven hundred seventy thousand. That's a pretty big. That's a pretty big change. And to me, there was a bit of a clue to to sort of one of the comments that I was hearing uh, by people. Uh, on, on, this, on these data, and uh, I just have an example of it. I'm going to play this uh, right up the front here. Um, this is Jan Hatzius. He's the chief economist for Goldman Sachs. I've heard this comment now from about four different uh, analysts in the last day, uh, and this is the one that I think is, is probably going to tell us the most of all of them, but they're all kind of alike. Let's play this cut number five, please, Brian.
0: Because adjusting for seasonal factors just plays such an enormous role in this. If you take the seasonally unadjusted number, you're over one million. And if you mechanically adjust these seasonally unadjusted numbers using just a sort of standard program, you get even stronger numbers. So basically what happened here is that the labor department adjusted what you, they otherwise would have gotten because of the enormous decline in april 2020 and i'm not saying that they that they got it wrong but there's just a lot of uncertainty in terms of just how one should adjust these these numbers for for seasonal factors
1: all right did you get that it's this is a complicated story, all right. And and today maybe that that might be the title of the hour for the podcast, complicated story, um, because I've got two or three fairly complicated stories that need to happen today. So here's the first one. How do I do a seasonal adjustment? Because I do so when I got hired to work here at St. Cloud State, and would have been in the spring of 1984, long time ago. Um, there was a course here called Business Cycles and Forecasting. And I was hired in part to teach that course. So I've been at this thing a long, long time. At that time, there, at that time, we typically taught students how to do a seasonal adjustment. Now, <clears throat> it's very interesting, because at that time, PCs were not really... Students didn't have access to them. Um, nobody has Lotus One Two Three, let alone Excel, or or any other spreadsheeting program. the The methods by which we did seasonal adjustments were pretty complex. Typically done on on mainframe computers, and, and there were a number of different packages that were used to, teach, to that, that, that were out there. Now, when I taught seasonality to my students, and these were undergraduate students that I will, I will remind, remind you, at least here at St. Cloud State, my students had had college algebra. I'd say maybe a third of them had actually seen calculus. All of them had had a course in statistics, a basic freshman, sophomore course in statistics, and that's it. And now I'm gonna take them through a whole lot of, of, of ways to adjust data using statistical methods. And so I spent a few years trying to learn how am I supposed to teach this to them? And I actually ended up writing a book that's the only book I have still laying on my bookshelf that I didn't get published because there's no market for it really anymore. Uh, basically, technology passed by passed by it because what I did was I created algorithms to help students do seasonal adjustment. The Census Bureau, which does statistics for mo- and does statistics for most of the Bureau of Economic Analysis and for the Bureau of Labor Statistics created its own program its own algorithm for doing seasonal adjustments and that is the one that Hotsias is talking about it is the one that we all use and it is complex now typically what i you would do if you didn't know anything and you were told how do i take out the seasonality in these data you might start with an observation like this i'm researching I'm researching sales at a retail store, and I observe that that every November and December, my sales are significantly higher than they are in January and February. So what I might do is I might say, how do, am I doing relative to another November or another December as I look at this November or December? And then you might say, okay, so let's suppose that on average, Sales in November and December are 20% above normal. Sales in January and February are 10% below normal. If I wanted to put them all on a graph that I could look at the movements month to month without thinking about the seasonality, I might choose to just reduce all my estimates by 20% for November and December and increase all my estimates for January and February by 10%. Now that logic I just gave you is basically using a variety of different methodologies, but that's basically the logic behind what seasonal adjustment is. So, one thing that the census does that is different is that they don't just use an av- a moving average of the last 2, 3, you know, or 5, or 10, or 20, April's as they make the seasonal adjustment on the data for April. Theirs is weighted and weighted more toward the most recent observation. Now, what happened last April? Right, we all went through a lockdown. Those data are completely different than before. The Census Bureau and the Bureau of Labor Statistics asked to decide how do we use these data from a period in which the economy was just simply slammed shut and we think that perhaps they had to have, and I wouldn't be surprised if they made some adjustment to their usual methodology. And that's what Hatsius is saying is the way the seasonal adjustment was made doesn't fit the usual pattern of seasonal adjustment and i have seen this we we produce seasonally adjusted data for smaller economies like central minnesota or north northwestern minnesota places like that when you use the when you use census methods to try to do a seasonal adjustment um there is a question that you have to ask of whether or not you're going to throw out outlier observations or how you're going to reweight outlier observations. That may have been done entirely differently this time around than other ways. So there are a number of people out talking about, boy, if I look at the seasonally unadjusted data, it looks really different. It had more than a million jobs created. And then the seasonal adjustment pulled that all the way down to 266. That's kind of unusual. True. But if you're using, but you, my my point is, if I was doing the seasonal adjustment, I can't use the April 2020 data to build the seasonal adjustment because there's, there's, it's it's an economy unlike any economy that we've ever had before and unlike i believe any economy we're going to have in the foreseeable future i'm willing to say that you know based largely on faith i don't think we'll ever have an have something where basically state after state governor after governor is going to say you folks just stay home don't go to work don't go to restaurants don't go anywhere Except maybe to walk the dog. That's probably not going to happen again. So why would I use April 2020 data to do a seasonal adjustment? We're not sure what they did. As I noted, the website is down for maintenance, so I can't I can't see and try to figure out what happened there. It looks like folks like uh, Jan Hatsius, uh Peter Bucklar, some other folks have looked at those data, and I believe that they probably have a Good grip on what's happening uh, with it but, um, but I will say uh, uh, it is entirely logical to me that seasonal adjustment on these data involved a whole lot of judgment and you might even call it a scientific wild guess um, don't know But uh, I'm sure over the next week or two, we'll learn more. We'll do a little forensics on uh, the seasonal adjustment question. Uh, Coming up next, we'll go through uh, the various industries and see where we had gains and where we had losses. And take a look at the pattern of wage gains in those places to see what's going on uh, and whether or not, as many people are trying to say, people just don't want to go back to work right now. We'll be back after this you're listening to the King Bangin show on the Biz fourteen forty.
3: 482-8399 High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to HighSchoolOfficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's HighSchoolOfficials.com. Arby's computer.
1: Welcome back. King Daniels Show the Biz, 1440. All right, let's dig into this thing a little bit. Job Saturday here. <clears throat> so, I saw numbers just on leisure and hospitality where there was discussion of, of 500,000, 600,000, 700,000 jobs added just in that sector. And there's no question that that sector has still been um, hit pretty hard. Um, the okay, even even though over the last year, 5.4 million jobs put back in leisure and hospitality, that industry since February 2020 is still down 16.8 percent, 2.8 million jobs. So the fact that it went up by three hundred thirty-one thousand, in other words, more than the total gain to employment overall, it's still well below uh, where it was in February of twenty at two point eight million. So yeah, I guess I would have thought that you'd get some of those jobs back, um, and that that was coming from from that area uh uh, and if you looked uh food services and drinking places up 187 thousand. uh the amusement parks gambling recreation i I, as i understand it disney disneyland reopened in california just this last week although you're you I, i believe if i've understood this right You actually have to show your ID to prove you didn't travel from out of state. They're only letting Californians visit Disneyland right now. Uh, The accommodation sector, hotels, 54,000 jobs added. It's not as much as you would have thought, right? And then if you look in personal and laundry services, and you look in repair and maintenance industry, that was up 44,000 in, in the month, but that's still down 352,000 from where it was in February of 2020. Um, I found this particular number interesting. I was listening last night to a uh, commentary podcast and John Podoretz um, says, I don't even know what local government education is. It's your local schools. It's 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 public schools. Public schools increased thirty one thousand in April, down six hundred eleven thousand since February of twenty twenty. Okay. Think about that. And you say, well, how many jobs are there overall in that sector? Well, if I had the other sheet, I probably, I could probably tell you that. But but I believe it's going to be, it's I believe it's probably going to be. 10 million jobs, right? We're still down 6-7%. We're still down, I don't know what that number is, but it seems like it's like a significant number of schools that are still as of yet unopened. Hold on to that thought. Um, social assistance, down 286,000 since the start of the pandemic, though up 23,000. Um, now, here are the places where we saw declines, and this is what makes the story perhaps a little, uh, makes, makes uh, the story a little more interesting, I think, or a little more complicated, if you would, than the way I'm hearing the story told by uh, people who want to say it's all unemployment insurance benefits. I don't know that it's all unemployment insurance benefits. Okay, it's complicated. And this has been my point. And I've had some people like, no, 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 it's it's the benefits. Trust me, it's just, it's the benefits. I'm absolutely positive, King, it's the benefits. I'm like, you're a little more positive than I am. All right, so let me take you through a few other numbers. All right, let's look. Um, in professional and business services, i uh, Temporary help services, down 111,000 jobs. Employment of couriers and messengers, up 126,000 jobs since February of 2020, but down 77,000 jobs in April. What's that? Could it be that more people are deciding to go back to the store? Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna and I want to put a pin in that one too because this is this is the interesting the, the it's complicated story. Manufacturing employment edged down in April by 18,000, with gains with gains that uh, in March and February that add up to nearly 90,000. April's numbers were hit down by motor vehicle parts, could be wood in, in wood products, more than offsetting gains in the other areas of, of durable goods and chemicals. Employment in manufacturing is down 515,000 from its February 2020 levels. Retail trade down 15,000. Employment in food and beverage stores down 49,000 in there. General merchandise stores down 10,000. Gas stations down 9,000. But increases in sporting goods, uh, the hobby book and music stores, they were up 20,000. Clothing stores up 10,000. Health and personal care stores up 9,000 even though retail trade is 400,000 lower than in February of 2020, that number is in, is in a place. So if you put those facts together, what story might you tell? Here's a story I would tell. I believe people are beginning to go back to pre-COVID ways of behaving. They're going back to going back to the to the clothing store, to the sporting goods store. I I was sorely tempted to go over to my local Walgreens to get my my supplements that I use with my with that my vitamins and supplements that I buy there and I've bought there for years and years. During the peak of the pandemic, I just had them shipped to me, even though the Walgreens is less than two miles from my house. I just didn't want to go walk in there. I didn't even want to go through the drive. They said, "Well, we can just, you can just go through the drive-through and come in there." Have you ever been in the drive-through of a Walgreens or your CVS or, or your local drugstore? Doggone it, those lines are slow. All right, and I can sit there and listen to a podcast, but frankly, it just I, I'm just I'm just not cool with it. Um, so I had them shipped, and I had them shipped this time too. But I seriously thought about the possibility. That maybe I would just go over to um, go over and pick them up I think more and more people are gonna go pick things up they're gonna go back into the stores if I just needed a I, I needed um, I needed a pair of a, a new pair of golf gloves uh, a couple weeks ago I could have ordered it in advance and just walked in and picked it up but it's like yeah I'd like to actually look at them because I was looking for something a little bit different I have I have arthritic hands, and so gloves that have better golf, uh, better uh, compression uh, on my left hand, because it's the left hand that I have the problem with. Um, it's um, it would be helpful. So I actually went over and tr- went over to the local ostads, was able to talk with somebody for a bit, and found the right glove. And I played last week, and man, it's a I may have to get two or three more of those. All right? So we're willing to go some places and other places. Messengers are down, and so forth. Here's the point, and this gets to the point that I that I really like that, that that uh commenter Frank on our Twitter at PoundKBRS had made. This economy is going through significant changes. And Every time you start to readjust the patterns in which you trade, you're going to see gaps of time in that process. You're going to see a learning experience. And there's going to be a significant amount of learning that's, that's going to happen even in something as simple and as, as mundane as shopping for your groceries or for your, your vitamins and supplements your your sporting goods, your your clothes. Set aside everything to do, set aside the restaurants for a moment. There's lots of things that you changed in this process, and now you're going to change again. And businesses are trying to get out in front of that to figure out, do I need more of this? Do I need more of that? Could some of this be that rather than the story that you hear from so many people that workers just aren't showing up because getting an extra 300 bucks a week and a bonus payment is that it's. We're not saying that has nothing to do with it. It certainly has something to do with it. My point is the story's more complicated than just that, and if you want to convince people that those payments are a bad idea. And I do. I actually think the payments are a bad idea, and I think government should find ways to ways to, to deal with it. As some governors are trying to do on their own, um, I think the federal government could try to do something to alleviate that problem and get more people back to work. We'll talk more about this right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440.
0: The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley.
2: I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family. And I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg,
5: see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at UnitedFaithMortgage.com.
2: We a United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Metal New York. A license Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number thirteen thirty-five. Rive animal Animalist number 65233. Equal Housing Lender. A license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
4: I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultation are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact IneedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at IneedMoreHair.com.
1: Get that Rackshack attack, Rackshack barbecue. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com.
0: Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and radio.com.
1: Welcome back to the King Banyan Show on The Biz I mean,
4: 1440.
1: Oh, that's a good song too. Wait, Brian's on a roll today. 651-289-4477. The number, call, questions, comments. Or just call Brian and tell him, hey, I like the music, man. That's okay. You could do that. So, to give me a different feel, and I mean, this is how much the sorting went out. I'm going to play you a lot of Janet Yellen in the next hour. I'm not going to do that quite yet. But I wanted to play this. I've never heard of this fellow before, and, and he's got a lovely accent that I'm still trying to place. It's not British. It's not proper Southern Britain accent. Um, accent and it's not it's not cockney at all either I'm trying to place it his name is Andrew hunter he's the co-founder of a of a job placement company uh, called adzuna an online job placement company and he was on this station uh, on uh, on yesterday Friday um, talking about the demand for jobs and let's go ahead and play this cut number six please
2: so What we're seeing in the U.S. at the moment
0: is hiring levels at 15% above February 2020, so pre-pandemic levels. So the job ad inventory is there. Folks are getting back to work and and, and hiring, but luring in those candidates is proving to be increasingly difficult uh, in specific sectors, but also specific uh, states uh, all around the country. What we're seeing at at Zena is uh, booming hiring in healthcare and nursing in logistics and warehouse, and in construction and manufacturing. Those are the three uh, sectors where uh, we're seeing double-digit percentage increases uh, year-on-year in activity. But, yeah, as you say, the challenge is getting folks into those jobs fast and giving them the confidence to return to
1: work. That confidence, I think, is part of our story, right? It is one thing to say people at lower income levels are not coming back into the job market there's also this three hundred dollar a week bonus benefit that's being paid um, therefore it must be the it must be that those bonuses are keeping people from coming um, in philosophy classes when we teach the logic section of your philosophy uh... curriculum that's known as post hoc ergo propter hoc, meaning after this, therefore, because of this. It's a lovely Latin term. It simply means just because two things happened at the same time, or one thing happened before the other thing happened, doesn't mean that the thing that happened first caused the thing that happened second. It is not necessarily the case that those UI payments are the cause of the, that they're the cause of the higher payments in in, in excuse me, the, the the reason why employment went, uh, is not rising faster. So if you look on the if you look on the on the, the household survey, okay, uh, the participation rate ticked up two point two basis points now to sixty one point seven percent. That's the highest it's been since March of twenty twenty. Now, true, as, as we hear, and we'll probably play this in the next hour, uh, they'll point out that the number was 63.4% back in December of uh, 2019. So, yes, that number has been significantly higher than 61.7%. 60, than but that last 1.7% could be that they're staying home because they don't want to work because they're getting, they're getting $300 a week bonus checks, but there could be lots of other reasons. It could be, it could be that they're not yet comfortable to go back to work. It could be that they made the choice to work from home instead for themselves and they're not being picked up in the data, right?
4: Um,
1: It's not, it's not well understood how, in the jobs data itself, um, a work from home, excuse me, a, a decision to go into business for yourself is picked up in the payroll data. It's typically not picked up in the payroll data. You have to go through the birth death adjustments and all that. Which again, for April of twenty one versus April of twenty twenty, who knows? That's a that's a hard number to estimate. I don't know how to estimate it. I don't, and like I say, I've been doing this. I've been doing this work for going on forty years. I'm not sure I could do that for you. Um. Then again, it's certainly so. There could be. Then again, think about if you were going to start a new business. would uh, wouldn't one good time to do that be when everyone has received? A lot of checks from the federal government, 600 bucks back in December and 1400 bucks in March. If you were starting a new business, there are a lot of people out there who have a lot of money in their savings account that might be able to buy the thing you're trying to sell. Could there have been an acceleration in business formation at this time? Sure. Here's my point. There are a lot of people right now trying to sell you a, a single explanation story that because the unemployment insurance bonuses were paid, that must be the case. And I read, I read lots of quotes. I read a, I read a, a clip for, on uh, Marginal Revolution of someone who's in the HR, HR industry saying, man, people are just not showing up. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. I get that. But understand there are multiple explanations, and there needs to be some sorting of those explanations rather than just running to the one that confirms a story that you're kind of wanting to believe anyway. We'll talk more in the next hour about this. You're listening to The King Bangin' Show on The Biz 1440. Impact Mortgage Corp TV, cash call mortgage, NMLS ID
2: 128231 equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Impact call Mortgage Corp TV, cash call mortgage, NMLS ID 128231 equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions.
5: What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no closing cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today.
0: And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and
3: learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. 430 8761 That's 800-430-8761.
0: Now that spring is here, your windshield may be
2: exposed to a few more, uh, hazards. So trust your repairs to Advantage Auto Glass. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. You root for your home team, so why not trust your windshield to your hometown repair shop, Advantage Auto Glass. So give us a call
0: today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Or if you call your agent or your claims line first, make sure you tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass and no one else. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952 423 6396. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at replacemywindshield.com. That's replacemywindshield.com.